Welcome to the Snapshot Testimony Podcast, episode 66. I'm your host, Ali Domerson. This is a podcast that explores the pivotal moments that shape a life of faith in Christ. Now, you should know up front that the testimony you're about to hear includes references to some sensitive topics, including homosexuality and sexual abuse that may be triggering to some. Now, I want to introduce you to Kimberly from Chicago. After years of wrestling with her sexuality, she decided to fully embrace a lesbian lifestyle and spent the next 17 years in a series of relationships with other women. She always believed she was just born that way. But when God dramatically saved her, she walked away from her former lifestyle. It's a decision that would prove to be costly. It would also bring a freedom unlike anything she'd ever experienced. Here's Kim's story. All of my friends were gay. Okay. And we were at a party and and somehow the conversation of church came up. Something inside of me was like, hey, you gotta say something. You gotta say something. And I'm like, no, nah, I ain't gonna say nothing because if I say something, they're gonna, you know, judge me and I'm not really ready to have this conversation. And yeah. so I was toiling with the Holy Spirit. And so of course he won. I said, um, you know, God saved me. And so some of the girls like, what do you mean God saved you? I said, well, okay, I wasn't ready to have this conversation, but okay, I no longer practice homosexuality. God delivered me. Echoes in the room. Now, you don't know me, but the people that know me, for me to be with a man, it's like telling you to put your hand on top of a fire. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I was born this way. God loves me anyway. You know, that's all, that's what I would say, you know. And some of the girls was like, well, how could you say that you believe in your life this whole time as you was gay and, you know, things that happened in your life and you still believe that it's a sin? And so I said, yeah, I do. I said, I know what I've preached all these years and And so because I was now recanting all these years of, oh, I'm gay, I'm a lesbian, I'm going to be gay until I die, you know, it was hard. It was hard. And some of my friends I no longer have. Mm -hmm. It hurt it and it still hurts. But I had to do what thus saith the Lord. Yeah. And then some of my friends was like very eager. And I seen that, you know, they wanted to know about the transformation in my life because although they believe that they're gay, they silently um, have fights in the spirit. And that's because that's Jesus convicting their spirit and not Mm -hmm. condemning them. But they didn't understand that. Yeah. Let me, before you go any further, let's go back. Cause I want, we got lots of gaps to fill in here. Sure. So tell me a little bit about your background and your upbringing. So I was raised in a foster home. Okay. Um, it was about nine of us there. Um, my, the minister of my mom church took me in when I was about 11. Okay. 10. My mom told her that I would only be there a week and I was there for the rest of my life, but that's a whole different story. Okay. And so my there's some pain mother, there. There's, oh, there's man. Some, it's, there's it's, some it's pretty deep pain there. Oh yeah. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, a lot. But yeah. to God be the glory, he has broken shackles off of my entire life in mm-hmm. this journey of following him. Wow. And it wasn't always easy, you know, sure. being raised as a foster child not knowing who you are, not really having a relationship with your natural father, um, feeling abandoned and neglected. And there were some challenges with my natural mom, but to God be the glory, she's um, clean and has been clean 20 years now. God is wow. so amazing. Yeah. And it was a lot of hurt in my own personal life mm-hmm. that led me to homosexuality. Okay. I thought I was born this way. And the reason I thought that was because what I learned in my journey is that the devil attacked me at a very young age through molestation. Mm-hmm. And for the man, he put fear in my heart. So... As long as I can remember, I had an affection for women. Mm-hmm. So at what age did you decide that I'm going to live this lifestyle? I'm going all in uh, as a lesbian. This is who I am. What age did you kind of make that declaration and go forward with it? I completely gave up men at about 20, 20 and a half. It's crazy. I was married to a man, which is my very best friend. Hmm. And I felt if I married him, I wouldn't have these feelings. But I didn't realize it was a spiritual stronghold. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, if I marry him, I won't be gay and my family won't look down on me. And, you know, my friends won't think I'm weird. And, you know, all of these misconceptions that be in your mind and the devil placed them there so he can keep you in bondage. Yeah. So I married him and he was great to me. I will have to give him more than honor because he said, hey, you know what? We're go- I'm going to walk you through this. You are the love of my life. I'm going to put you in counseling, whatever you need to do. I'm not leaving you. You're going to be okay. I told him everything. I told him the desires I had. I told him the fears I had. You know, he walked me with my mom and being on drugs and a lot of the hurt that was there. So I just felt like he was the right thing. It was the right thing to do. Sure. Yeah. And then six months in, you decided what? I had started going to gay clubs. Okay. And some friends of mine from grammar school I found out was gay. And um, the devil started to expose me to things that I felt was of me, but that was because he was trying to kill me. Hmm. And I didn't know that. Yeah. And with start hanging out with my gay friends, it was harder and harder to go home to my husband who was very good to me. And I was going to counseling and the more I was going to counseling, the more I felt freer in being a lesbian. Okay. So I came home one day and I cried all the way home and I just told him like, hey, you're a great man and you need to be with a woman that value you in the way that you value me. Hmm. He begged me not to go. He cried. And I just told him it was the best thing for him and for me. What was, what role did faith play in your life at 
at this time? Did you, were you searching? Did you think about God? I did. I was searching. And because there was some hurt in, in the home that I was staying in, Mm -hmm. misunderstandings, you know, my own hurt, my anger, I was just like, you know what, if it was a God, these things wouldn't be happening. Right. So I, I pulled away from the church. Okay. And that's when the devil really stuck his claws in and had his way for about mm. 17 years of my life. Yeah. Were those 17 years, was it a dark time or was some, there some sense of, I'm kind of, I'm kind of loving life like this? Yeah. It was a lot of those years. A lot of those okay. years I had, you know, good I'll call girlfriends for the mm-hmm. conversation's sake. Yeah. Um, I had good girlfriends. I had good friends. You know, I had women to come into my life that wanted me to be better. I enjoyed, I, I have to be honest, I enjoyed being a lesbian. And I enjoyed that because of the friendship. And what I realized in counseling and in my spiritual journey is that they were mother replacements. They made me mm-hmm. feel safe. Yeah. I was, I, I was the broken one. I was the one that hurt them, to be honest. Hmm. So when did the Lord really get a hold of your heart and, and get your attention out of this? 2016. Okay. Tell me what happened in 2016. I know your email address has 2016 in it. I don't want to put it, put your email address out there, but (laughs) yes, 2016 was a big year. Tell me about it. So 2014, I met a young lady. We got married. I adopted my sister's daughter who is now eight. And I thought the world was great, right? We didn't have money issues. Um, We had a house built from the ground up. Um, My kids were going to great schools. I had more money in my bank account than I can even count. So the world was great. But before then, God had started to work with me in my dreams. And the devil knew to put in my life somebody that would provide for me. And that, that's what she represented. Okay. She provided. She loved me. She provided for me. She took care of me, you know, and that's what I always lacked in life. Sure. So, but what she didn't know is that God was doing his perfect work as he does. And he was molding my spirit, my soul, right? So her and I had started to get into a lot of just arguments and unhealthiness. And it was the wrong time. She just didn't know because I was already struggling in my walk of being a lesbian because these dreams were so strong. They were so vivid. And then I had a dream, a supernatural dream, which... God literally came to me and I was hovering over my bed and I was watching me and my wife sleep. And the, I, I, it, was a, it was supernatural. My body was there, but my soul and my spirit was with the Lord looking at my life. And all I kept remembering saying is, Lord, if you just save me this time, I will serve you for the rest of my life. My kids have nobody but me. Please don't take me. 
And the third time I said, please don't take me. My spirit dropped into my body and I sat up in my bed. Hmm. And I looked around, I looked around and I said, God, what are you saying to me? And I started to seek him. I started to seek him like a person running through the desert with no water. Wow. What did that look like? What did that seeking look like? Praying religiously, asking God to help me, direct me to a church home. If he don't want me to be a lesbian, show me why. Walk me out of this because I'm trying. Mm -hmm. I started to read my word. I started to listen to um, At Three With Me. She came on every day at three o'clock on Facebook and she was teaching you the Bible. If I was at work, I would take my lunch at three o'clock. If I was at family houses, I would go in the bathroom at three o'clock. And I was learning his word. I was seeking his word. I was seeking his ear and his face. I wanted to show him that I meant exactly what I said. If you give me an opportunity, I will serve you for the rest of my life. And I meant that. Wow. I start, I, I seen the movie, um... The war room. Yes. I cleaned out my whole closet and made a praying closet. Do you hear me? Wow. And I went in there every day. I wrote down my fears. I wrote down the things I wanted in life. I wrote down the people I wanted God to help with this. I want, I wrote down how what he can do can save my children. How can I be a better mother to my children? And all of a sudden, all the turmoil that was going on in my home wasn't turmoil really anymore Hmm. it was happening yeah but it was almost like God gave me a sense of peace that although I was in the world I didn't it didn't seem like I was of the world okay I can't explain that it was it was like the world was much brighter Mm mm-hmm situation wasn't as urgent or as bad. Wow. And then in my dream, the Holy Spirit said, move out of your wife's room. I moved down the hall to our empty, our guest room. So of course, you know how bad they got at home. Sure. So then I went out one night and it was about, I want to say I got in about 3 a.m. I used to go stepping on Saturday nights. Okay. And I came in. Don't get me wrong. I had been praying for God to send me a church home. I had been going. People say, hey, go to this church. Hey, go to that church. I will go. So I went to sleep and something said, Pastor Hannah. I didn't know who Pastor Hannah was. So I woke up and I looked around. I'm like, "Mm, okay. I laid back down. I had just got it. I just, just got home. So then... It said again, Pastor Hannah. It was like a whisper, but it was quick and sudden. Hmm. And I'm like, okay. So I grabbed my phone and Google Pastor Hannah. And so it said New Life Church. And that, oh, oh, church already started. I'm going to go to sleep. Okay, I missed that. Again, it was more strong and bold. And it was as if God himself pushed me out of my bed and said, Pastor Hannah. I looked at the time. I looked at the clock. I said, I'm going. I didn't take a bath. I brushed my teeth. I jumped in a dress and I went out to new life. I said, Lord, if this church is for me, 
Let it be a seat in the front. Because I, when I say I'm coming, I'm coming and ain't nothing else. Can't nothing stop me. Wow. I went in the church and lo and behold, Allie, it was one seat in the front of the church on the front row. Mm. Shields went through my body. I said, God, okay, you're telling me, okay, I'm hearing you. Okay, Lord, okay. And there was a lot going on because I'm from a little church. Pastor Hannah is a mega church. They got people <laughs> praise dancing. They got people walking on stilts. They got people, it was just, I was like, wait, I'm not used to this kind of stuff. Right? Right. <laughs> so I sat there and I had prayed to God the day before. Hey, Lord, I want to be consistent in your word. I want to not just read your word every now and again, every other day. I want to read you every day. I want to know what your word is saying. I want to be as if I was in the biblical days. I want to feel you. Mm -hmm. The man said, if you are praying for consistency with the Mm -hmm. Lord, walk up here. I jumped up. Wow. I went to the front of the church and ever since it's been history. Wow. What was the path out like? I mean, you, you've been transformed. Mm -hmm. How do you then like walk out and figure out what life looks like now when you're doing a 180? And that's the fear. And that's the fear that the devil want people to see and he plays in their hearts. Yeah. I walked away from a marriage of everything I thought I ever wanted in life. And I let her have it all, the house and everything. I, I moved into my apartment with one FaceTime. Wow. Me and my kids. And God has provided. So the one thing I would tell, if I'm able, the person that's walking this journey, that knows that their spirit is toiling and something isn't right, It's because God is trying to get your attention. Mm -hmm. You are not alone. The devil kept making me think, you ain't got no friends. You're going to be by yourself. People are going to talk about you. Your family going to question you. All of that is true. But with God, all things are possible. Yeah. In my journey, he saved my mother. In my journey, he saved my brothers. Because of my obedience. Mm Mm-hmm. It's, it was hard, Allie, but yeah. every day was a day worth living with Christ. When you're trying to tell this to your, to your friends, kind of back to this party, yeah. obviously you shared with them, you know, a, a fraction of that. Yeah. Did you feel free? I did. <laughs> it was like, it was the moment that God set me completely free. That moment when you when you actually opened your mouth. When I opened my mouth and I acknowledged the power of the Holy Ghost. Yeah. And that conversation went for about three hours. With the with the women with my who friends. Were... People really? had questions. People was crying. They were asking, you know. What do you do next? Yeah. I said, keep walking, keep trusting. It's really your faith in the belief that God can. Mm-hmm. That's that. 
If I can get people to believe just that one thing, it would change their lives. Yeah. Not just about homosexuality, drugs, drinking, um, promiscuity, mm-hmm. um, pride, gossip, pride, gossip <laughs> lying. Uh-huh. Like when I told God to cleanse me, I did not even know what I was asking. I realized in that I was the biggest manipulator that God ever let breathe. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that about myself. I was a survivor, so I did whatever it took to survive. Right. But if I would have just kept my hand in God's hand, he would provide all of the things I could, couldn't even think or hope for. Your testimony, you have to know, is not popular right now, <laughs> right? No, it's not. I mean, you know that, right? I do. So what do you say to people who are highly skeptical of people who believe, no, you are born this way and to suggest that there's some sort of transformation or deliverance that's needed out of that. What would you say uh, kind of when pressed or somebody who maybe is going to take real offense even to this whole conversation? I would say to them that Jesus loved them. And if you just take a little bit of time to seek him, He will show you the way. God will show you what he wants from you. Even in that, you go through things so God inevitably will get the glory anyway out of your life. Yeah. God will give you the desires of your heart that's within the will for your life. Yeah. And he'll reset those desires. Yeah. So that they're in line with his. They are aligned with his. That's what he did for you. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. So what does life look like for you now? Obviously, you're full of the word. Oh, yes. You're full of joy. (laughs) I'm full of joy. I'm full of peace. My kids are better because of my journey. Um, God has blessed me with an amazing job. Two scriptures that I lived by in my journey was Matthew 6 and 33 Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven. All these things will be added unto you. And then the other one is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Lean not to your own understanding. Yes. I live by those. My goodness. It's such a God story. Yeah. And he gets the glory from all of it. All of it. Everything. Everything. But you have to sacrifice. What's the sacrifice? What's the biggest sacrifice for you? My biggest sacrifice is being abstinent, is seeking God every day, no matter what that what 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 cost it is. Not not dating for real. Those are sacrifices I had to make because I have to see him clearly. There's so many temptations. Right. Yeah. It's hard. Sure. It's hard. But every time I get lonely or every time I want intimacy, I pray and I ask God to help me deliver me through this because I'm doing this to give you glory. Yeah. So when I do meet my husband, 
I can clearly say I am not emotionally bound. I am not sexually bound. I am not promiscuous. And I'm waiting. I'm not uh, settling, settling for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, not for, not for a daughter of the king. Nope. <laughs> Snapshot Testimony is a Moody Radio podcast. I'm happy to announce that you can now watch full-length video episodes of some of my most popular interviews on YouTube. Just search for the Snapshot Testimony channel and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. I'm your host, Allie Domerson, and together we're sharing the moments that shape a life of faith in Christ. Thanks for listening.